Okay, hey, it's the Bachelor Masters. We're back. We got lots to get to, including last night's episode. But first, some insider Bachelor Masters knowledge, only from us. Easier, you were at the Tournament of Roses parade. Were you yeah. not? Yeah, I was. How, as uh, as I tend to be most years, if I can. You don't strike me as somebody who would like going to a parade. Um, uh, these are <laughs> top-notch floats made out of flowers. That's well, close. Pretty yeah. amazing. Like it's an amazing. Um, well, you know what? I feel like every year that I didn't go when I was partying the night before, I always regretted it because it looked so cool on TV. And then I saw a B movie, you know, the Jerry Seinfeld classic, and they talked a lot about it. And I was like, I gotta go. Uh-huh. I live right here. I should go. And then it just seemed like such a good decision to make on a crisp <laughs> January day every year. Well, what time did you arrive there in the morning <clears throat> in Pasadena? Well, all right. So my old schedule used to be get there at 6 a.m. And, you know, I mean, do you do you get, get tickets or do you spot? just squeeze no. in somewhere? Oh, no. Well, at 6 a.m. You don't have to squeeze in anywhere. But after a few years. But, but it's not like you have a ticket to one of the what, like one of the grandstands. No, no, no. Those cost like $100. There's no you point. just find a spot along the route. Yeah. And if you get there early, you it's super easy. I, we got there at 8 a.m., and it was super easy. Like, what street, what cross street are you oh, near? Like, Allen? Secrets. No, yeah, you know, just off the gold line. Get off anywhere off the gold line. Yeah, and I know. And just walk a few That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. It was okay. Allen. Mm-hmm. Allen, but, okay. But, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fun thing to do every year. It's really pretty, like, you know, it's not just a parade that's a little bit, I mean, what is a parade? You just have cars and marching, uh, marching bands. bands. Like, that's not as fun. But this is actually really nice to see. And their world, and there's always something that happens at them. Like, the Grand Marshal is always someone you want to see, typically. LeVar Burton <laughs> this year. And, um... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's a very calming if if new year means anything to anyone that's the most calming experience i can imagine okay mm-hmm. um so so yeah. right after the tennessee state university marching band a little float with two people on it went by which float was gigantic that gigantic float with two people on it with I two know. gigantic people like not the, only physically <laughs> so the abc's the bachelor float was way too big for two people I mean, on TV, it was like, it looked like an empty float. Yeah. It, was, it just had Jesse Palmer and Clayton on it, waving for two hours. Yeah, it was a long... So, right, so it was Jesse Palmer and the current Bachelor, Clayton, on this float that was supposed to be the front of the mansion with right. a kind of a long um, entryway to symbolize the mansion's bigness. <laughs> there was no real... There was not real. It looked very last minute comparatively. Yeah. Uh, there was, of course, roses on it. So that's a very clever thing for them to have thought of 20 years ago. Uh, I don't know. Is, is this the first float? I don't know. But it was a surprise, right? So see, that's why I I never. Oh, you so never you didn't something. know. You didn't did know there know. was going to be an ABC's The Bachelor float. No, I mean, did anyone? 
Is it a surprise? I mean, you can look up the flows. That's not hard to do. I uh, didn't, can't. but... Okay, well, When you no. texted, or when you put it up on Instagram... So go to our Instagram and see Insider live from the... <laughs> well, it's more like pictures that are, are from us, right? It's the yeah, more... go to the at Bachelor Masters on Instagram <laughs> and you'll see uh, live from the side of the street pictures of the float. Um <laughs> Once I saw that, I just I, uh, I, I caught it on TV. So yeah, Go so ahead. I just looked it up. This is the debut of the Bachelor ever being at the Rose Parade. They've never done it before, right. which is such simple marketing. How hard was this? But as I kind of insinuated in my post, this is obviously part of their gigantic propaganda parade to please like the host, please like well not please like a forceful please. To like the ba- the new Bachelor, um, well, ABC had another float, did they not? Caitlin, I, so I swear there was another ABC float for another show, like The Masked Singer or something. Okay, oh, there was Hang a Masked Singer, but that's look. Fox. Yes, that Fox? I saw I saw the actual float. It was a Masked Singer float, and it was Fox. <laughs> ah, which was okay. there was people on there that I didn't, you know. Th- Lots of things passed in front of me that I didn't know were those things. Like, I guess Leanne Rhymes was singing, and I was like, I don't, this lady was singing. And then the yeah. Mass Singer float passed with a bunch of people on it that I'm supposed to know. Not not just anyone can have a float. So it's not like ABC. No, I know. I mean, yeah, ABC was like, oh, let's do a float for The Bachelor, but they can't just do that. They have to be invited. So they had to do some, you know, I don't know, bribing of the officials or something in order to get the float in there. Oh, you shouldn't really say that, but <laughs> um, I'm sure ABC has enough pull to get a float. But it's weird because some small towns around Los Angeles get floats. Yeah. And then humongous big deals of things get floats. Like The Bachelor totally makes sense to me to have a float, not every year, but every time they're trying to win over the crowd. To me, it doesn't because then every TV show would have a float. Well, it makes sense with the Rose part. That's why I think it's specific yeah. to The Bachelor. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> so you're saying that the the selection committee of the parade was like, oh, roses. OK, let, let's let them in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, as as you one time said, Craig, <laughs> the which I didn't really know this. I mean, I guess I subconsciously knew this, but the Rose Parade is a precursor to the football game that's typically two out-of-state universities. It's Pac-10 versus Big Ten. Okay, whatever that means. I don't know anything about football. (laughs) Whatever that means. And um, there was, right, there was two, I could recognize every single out-of-state person as they walked by me and had the... You know, they had, they decided they were going to California, so they're wearing their Hawaiian shirts on a 40-degree oh, yeah. day. And I'm like, it's oh, a, my God. So the Pac-10 is a West Coast school. So that's uh-huh. usually those are harder to identify because they're, you know, tan. <laughs> are <laughs> they? This was unless Utah. They're from like, yeah, unless yeah. they're from, like, Washington or Utah or something. But then the, the Big Ten is the Midwest. So you get, in this case, you got people from Ohio. And this is their one vacation. Like to bowl games. This Craig, is... it is also the Mid Atlantic. Need I remind well, it is you? Now. Yeah, it is a, now. a Big Ten school. Mid Atlantic. Yeah. Like an accent? What does that mean, Mid Atlantic? Oh, like the Mid Atlantic section of the country. Yeah, they, oh, you they, mean time they expanded. Wise. 
Okay. Yeah, they expanded into <laughs> Maryland. No, I mean like and location New of the schools are yeah, like the Mid Atlantic region. You know, like in between New York and like the South, basically. Oh, okay. When you say Mid Atlantic, my mind immediately goes to like a Mid Atlantic accent, which is right, like a fake. Early yeah, star accent. So I have no idea what that meant until you said it. I know of that accent, which is not the accent that people from the Mid Atlantic region have. So that's sort of confusing as a choice. But well, it's called that because it's a meeting between like New York and England as a uh, okay. Well, okay. I'm just saying because it's different than what you guys are talking about. Okay. I've never heard that term applied to anything except for the accent. So okay, go ahead. What what football? No, that's it. It's just okay. that. All I was saying was that people from the Midwest, their mm-hmm. vacation is a bowl game. That's that's what they do. Right. And it's, that's why it's perfect because the Rose Parade is so um, <clears throat> important or it's watched nationally. I know it's watched internationally. Yeah. So you get all these people from the Midwest who are like, oh, my God, we're watching the Rose Parade. Exactly. But I wonder. Yes, people were very excited. And this kind of goes and then, were yeah. they wearing jean shorts? I bet they were wearing jean shorts. Yes, they were. With, <laughs> ha- with, actually pulled the, up the, white the, socks. Pulled up white socks, and you're gonna say that, and the, and you know the Nikes, the 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 chunky weirdo Nikes, and yeah. I'm like, oh, these people, like, I, I, I now know what to expect, but I, when you run into a group of them that are really kind of rude or disrespectful or look at you funny. I'm like, I'm looking at you funny. You're the yeah. one who's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're like, oh, look at these Californians. And you're like, look at you. <laughs> yeah. I They stand out to me a lot. And um, so, so this is, so what I'm saying is that the Rose Parade is a perfect place because this is where the bachelor considers their original, more loyal fans yeah. to be watch something they should be watching and something that's, that's finally drawn, drawing them back in because I'm sure, as you guys can read from any comments on any Instagram, Facebook, anything, Twitter, <clears throat> whenever the Bachelor posts, there's about – I don't want to say there's 50-50 because there's really not. Right. But there's a good chunk of loyal old guard Bachelor fans, which are the Rose Parade people that, that don't go to the Rose Parade normally unless they're state makes it right nothing to do with where they went to college um and so how did you stand fans. there how did how do you stand there for so long i don't I sit, you, have you have a setup oh you bring chairs well yeah but these tiny chairs it's it's not it's like the easiest thing in the world i get on the metro i mean i'm not worried about maybe you have kids kids super yeah i'm on the bus with them all the time yeah, but to have them sit there and watch a parade for hours just seems like daunting. Yeah, they don't really, they don't love every second of it. They walk around, they meet other kids. There's things to look at. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> a lot of parents do it. All right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah, anyway, so it was interesting to see. So another big takeaway was that they looked exactly the same, the two men, to me. Yeah. I do. saw them coming and they were almost the same height. They have the same kind of look. And that's a strange thing to kind of uh, to realize, right? Because it is them going back to their roots. They're going back to basics, back to ground zero, the Bachelor franchises. Um, And so this is, so I guess we can start with Jesse Palmer's own intro. Oh, God. Now, Caitlin, you were texting our group chat 
the entire episode about how much you hated Jesse Palmer. And three hours later, when I was able to watch it on West Coast time, I agree. He's like a robot. He's worse than a robot. Yeah. Well, he's just very, like, unnatural at this, which seems weird because hasn't he hosted other shows before? Well, he's I, I would claim that he's almost too natural. Like, he's so like every phrase has its own gesture, you know, like his hands. <laughs> like, And then you get to watch The Bachelor and his arm, his hands make like this go through the motion yeah it's just very weird he doesn't seem like he fits there at all and it (laughs) we were sold that this guy was going to be the great permanent host of this show but it seems like he's not even like good at hosting i don't understand this at all so he was the host of the proposal and and he's on the he's on the daily mail tv show or he was he was he also does like midday sports one of the sports Mm. halftime shows so he's, okay. he's in a lot of places so here he is introducing himself we don't listen to the whole thing but i thought this one part was really interesting i'm jesse palmer and i'm the new host of the bachelor yes i was the bachelor a long time ago on this show but now i'm a happily married man but enough about me because <laughs> now, we're here to I'm talk about this new exciting season the bachelor's he's, name he's, is clayton eckert he is one of the most sincere men right, has ever been on this show. And I'm ready um, to do all that I possibly can to help Clayton find his soulmate. Okay, I want to hear the end of that. <laughs> like, who who has found their soulmate on this show? Yeah, that that's a weird one. Is <laughs> he married? Is the guy he's happily married, or the gal he's happily married to, oh. the same as who he chose on The Bachelor? Nope. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I want to hear the end of this because that was that was kind of the best part. This is goes to both your points, whether he's a, na- a mega natural or whether he's like completely not a natural. Plus, I've also spent many hours practicing saying things like amazing or incredible, also dramatic. So maybe just maybe I might be able to pull this off. <laughs> oh, oh God, it's so bad. It's so funny when I thought about it, of how much better it would sound out of Chris Harrison's mouth. Right. But yes. not, but only because I'm pairing it. And I really have no bar, no high bar for a host. I don't think anyone has made sense. So I have no, like, I have no hatred of him or anything. Yeah, something about him, like, the vibe is very... It's like Uncanny Valley, but he's obviously a, a human, so that's not right. But something right. on the fly, where it's just like, he doesn't seem right in any... His voice is weird, his mannerisms are weird, and it all doesn't make any sense to me because of knowing that he's hosted stuff before you think that he would just kind of seamlessly fit in here. Maybe he's trying too hard to be Chris Harrison. Maybe that's the problem. Well, his mannerisms were exactly the same on the proposal, like, especially the stuff with his hands. So oh. I don't know if he's changed much since we saw him on the proposal years ago. Yeah. Um, and this didn't come up in that clip, but it will come up throughout the course of the episode. He really loves to call Clayton brother. Loves to just <laughs> say it all the time. <laughs> they are they like I'm saying they if there's any two people that look too much alike, uh, they, those could be brothers. Yeah. Um, I, I, d- you know, d- 
despite what the world how the world wants to change or maybe people certain people wanted to change very much this is supposed to be an authority figure host now with a bachelor and with a group of women maybe it won't be as obvious to us but i think when we get a bunch of alpha males in the house competing for a bachelorette i'd like to see him there because there's gonna be a lot the the thing chris harrison something that really bothered me about chris harrison is that he was so snarky towards the end so rude and he was supposed to be the voice of bachelor nation and yes the old guard definitely agreed with him always or who knows maybe he set the the precedent or the he he set the the tone the narrative of who's supposed to be liked and not liked and in, so instead of being a tough guy he got away with being the snarky guy so i think jesse palmer would be very interesting in kind of an alpha male of the alpha male guys so i'm still i'm still okay with it if we're watching a show as it was originally intended which is I mean, it's everything, it's a man giving out roses, you know? So I don't have a lot of, like, I don't understand the pull to get this show to be something else. Still, I still don't get that. I don't know if there's much else to say about Jesse Palmer right now, other than his vibe was so bad that watching the beginning of the show, I was like, am I even going to be able to get through this? This is so, like, unenjoyable to me right now that I seriously thought about texting both of you to be like, do we even have to podcast this season or can we just skip this one? You know, but he's going to be the host forever. Well, I, just hope that, yeah. I hope that he gets dumped after like a season <gasps> or two because of complaints. I don't, I mean, are there, are there complaints though? I'm complaining. Okay. Are there like a mass group of complaints online? I haven't in checked yet, but you know what? I'll, I'm willing to send a lot of sternly worded emails to ABC. <laughs> <laughs> that always works. <laughs> Listen, I find him so bizarre in this situation. That, like, I mean, if he's not in it very much, then maybe it'll be okay. But especially because this is the first episode and how much he had to talk with Clayton. I was just like, oh no, this is bad. And then of course Clayton is, <laughs> Clayton isn't fucking idiot so there's that but <laughs> not just an idiot a effing idiot to quote yeah sorry so we should bleep that out but <laughs> oh my gosh clayton what the, all right we knew already that he was very bland from what we had seen on michelle's season but now yeah. you see him as the lead and what he does in his first like i don't know 10 15 minutes on this show is <laughs> so Sally comes to like like she's like I don't know if I can be here because I was supposed to get married this weekend and I'm like not over it and he's like but I'm like basically already in love with you here's yeah. a rose it was like what it was <laughs> like, so strange it was so weird so I'm like Clayton you've had one two second conversation with this woman and the conversation was her telling you, I think you're hot, but I'm emotionally not ready to date anyone. So what would make you beg her to stay? And I wrote in my notes, um, you find the exact note I wrote here. <laughs> All right. So I said, let's see. Clayton could and will fall in love with a piece of wood. 
She kind of looked like a piece of wood because of so much spray tan. And it was <laughs> kind of like kind of that yellow. Such a weird situation all around that yeah. I don't know. And I was texting our our super fan Jocelyn, and she said. Apparently, Reality Steve said that that scene did not take place. You know, the Chiron said five hours before limos uh, arrived. That apparently it took place days before the limos arrived. Uh, but if so, then they really coached them because she literally says, like, supposed like supposed to meet you tonight. Yeah. So they would have had to tell her, say it's tonight, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing is pretty groundbreaking. Now that we know that you can go talk to the lead before the show even starts... This opens up a whole can of worms. Well, there's no real rules. That's the whole point of... That's at least what's supposed to keep us right. a little bit interesting. And that's the only thing that ever makes the previews. <laughs> is the stuff that you're like, how did that happen? Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was just weird was because ultimately it didn't matter at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's this yeah. moment of like, oh, she gets to go knock on his door and have a conversation. But she still chooses to leave. And I'm like, that's it? I thought she was going to come back. That was what I... I thought there was... I thought so, too. Enough foreshadowing. Yeah, why else waste time on this situation yeah. if it wasn't... But then she doesn't appear now. Would she come back, like, weeks from now or I something? It yeah. was it was one of those things where it's I feel like it's we're at a point where it's not really worth analyzing only because we definitely don't have we have a fourth of the information. Right. But we don't know like was her point to see if the spark with him was so big that she could overcome <laughs> her heartbreak or was she just going to tell him or uh, was she trying to just fish for TV time uh, before right. she yes. leaves? The whole thing is odd oh i also wanted to read something from clayton's abc website cast bio because ah. it is one of the weirdest sentences i've seen in a bio so this is a, like two sentences into his introduction ultimately however michelle sent clayton home leading to one of the most emotional and heart-wrenching moments in bachelor history in that one touching moment, Clayton's genuine desire to find a partner and start a family was front and center, and never has it been so evident that one man deserves a second chance at finding that great love. What? Oh, oh yeah, that's like, what they've that's been pushing for. Well, th that's what they've been pushing on us. I mean, even Jesse Palmer said it, had to say it, had to say it yeah. out loud in clear words so everyone can understand <laughs> this man is sincere. Believe I feel it crazy because were we were we watching the same show that they were trying to get us to say like this is what happened this was not the most emotional and heart-wrenching moment in bachelor history it wasn't oh. even the most heart-wrenching moment in that season well that's right. what they always i mean that that's the whole their joke on themselves now like it used to be a joke we used to make and now they self-deprecatingly oh my god they're so clever say that I believe me, this is dramatic. <laughs> you know, they they took it to kind of make fun of themselves, but they do want to mean it every season. And I'm not laughing, you know, The Bachelor. I don't think it's funny when you do that. And I, 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 that was, as we said, his star-making turn. And a lot of people did buy it, though. Let's mm -hmm. just say... Buy yeah, it means that I'm not saying that it's not real because now I don't know, but I'm saying that I don't 
can't judge it one way or another. Hmm. No, I mean, I think it's entirely possible that, like, he really wants to have kids. That that would make sense to me. He seems like the type, etc. It just seems so overblown the way they're like, he deserves to be the bachelor because he, unlike any other man alive, <laughs> wants to have children, you know? Well, yeah, what man wants to have children, really? Well, you, you know, the, <laughs> the, they're trying, and this is what was, with with getting Jesse Palmer, probably their dream host, um, with Clayton, with being back at the mansion, with going back to regular dates and exploiting small situations to create these huge dramas of, you know, exposing people's insecurities. They're trying to go back to, uh, and another huge thing that they did that they stopped doing for a little while is they extra highlighted women who were from small towns and pretend to still be from those small, pretend to still live in those small towns, which I doubt. Right. Um, they're trying to go back to a past that doesn't exist anymore. You can't make, you could never make The Bachelor again starting now. And it's a little bit uh, like, haha, everything's okay. See, everything's okay. We're fine. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. And it's not, and it's not the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> There's a lot of influences, influencers in that group. A lot of those people said, you know, I live in this big town on the bottom of under Chiron and they they're not from there. But do, do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of um, we're supposed to be believing this rehash of 1999 and it's no longer that. So I I get so frustrated with them trying to pull. This is another example of them not respecting their audience. I think or you need to watch to some Daniel Tiger. This old, what do you mean? Well, Daniel Tiger teaches you how to deal with frustration. It's not a frustration. I'm not, <laughs> I am not personally frustrated. Huh. I just think it's a little sad of a franchise, of an entire group of people. And then the entire half of their audience, I mean, we expect, or maybe more, maybe three fourths of their audience to want to go back to quote a simpler time, the nineties. That's weird to me. Oof. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you went to Eureka, weird. Missouri, you would probably find lots of people who would want to do just that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm that's exactly what I'm saying, though. That's that's the point. This is not I mean, they're not even longing for the 50s anymore. <laughs> right. Well, Clinton had the economy booming, you know, they don't think that <laughs> they don't think that. But that's the Neo, Neo, neoliberal, po- you know. OK, well, OK, forget that. <laughs> um. I'm not going to talk about neoliberals. Uh, I just, I think, unlike any other show, there's so much care for the audience and disrespect for the audience at the same time. Care for a certain segment and disrespect for the entire audience. (laughs) So it, it's a very, it's, it's the same thing as, you know what it reminds me of is Luke from Hannah's season. He tries to have a foot in each, in now and in, and in something else, right? So like but, uh, Luke, for example, had the, he wanted to, <laughs> I think we said this, that he wanted to mesh Old Testament with now worldview. Right. And that is very hard to do unless you are an expert at this stuff. Right. Right. And so this is them trying to do that. And I want to see 
where they go because they're not good enough to mesh. What they're going to do is they're going to pick one and it's going to lead somewhere. I don't think this is some settled thing. I think this is the beginning of the end or the beginning of a side. That That's kind of my point. They can't play both forever. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think a lot of what they will intend to do going forward will probably depend on what the TV ratings for Clayton's season are. <laughs> if these yeah. are better than Michelle and Katie's and more like they used to be, then they'll be like, this is this is what we do from here on out. It's the 1990s forever. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's anything else. Um, let's see what else happened. I hate night ones. They don't make any sense to me. <laughs> Well, let's talk no. about the women then. Okay. We got lots to go over if we focus on the women. Don't you agree, Caitlin? Um, there's some stuff there, but there's also one of the things I don't like about these first few weeks is that there's so many women <laughs> that you don't really know much about anyone yet. So it's really hard to determine like oh that person's interesting or oh i think they'll make yeah. it far or whatever because it's like well a lot of them look exactly the same to begin with <laughs> so it's like <laughs> oh you all have like similar hair and similar fashion and similar faces so it's a little bit of a blur there's a twitter account called bachelor jobs mm-hmm. where they they it's a blog where they go over each you know bachelor like what their actual job is and they like write reports and stuff and then they tweet out what their job is while the show is going on it's kind of a cool account well they they tweeted like we spent hours and hours going over analyzing every one of these women and we still don't know which one is the one in the sequence sequence the blonde in the sequence dress because there's so many blondes wearing sequence dress Yeah, I could I could see that because they really were. Yeah, there was one that said something like, yeah. what was it? Just something recruiter, not a very yeah. specific. <laughs> yeah, There's so many recruiters. I think it just said like recruiter and nothing else. And it was like, yeah. OK, uh, that doesn't give me anything. There was one cool job. And this was actually my favorite person physician. so far. Because... <laughs> was physician. No, that's, that's a real job. That's, though. that's a real job. Uh, but there's one person who had a job that both sounded cool to me, and I thought that their vibe is the closest to what I would be like on this show, which is Jill, the architectural historian from Situate, Rhode Island, the one who brought the urn full of ashes of her ex-boyfriends, and then kind of vaguely threatened to murder Clayton yeah. if he treated her badly. That was weird. Was like, she she was what? very weird. The <laughs> I like her because, first of all, architectural historian, that's a cool job. Yeah. Uh, Rhode Island. I love New England, love Rhode Island in particular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird kind of gothy thing with, you know, urn full of ashes and her ABC bio says that she loves to stroll through cemeteries. And I was like, well, yeah. you sold me on it, Jill. You're my favorite now. <laughs> well, she kind of dressed gothy, too, with her makeup and her hair. Did, did she make it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's into week two. I don't know how far she's going to go because she's, she's got a pretty face, but I feel like the urn full of ashes does not speak well for how much Clayton will like her. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that he didn't cut her, considering she said that she's going to murder him. If... <laughs> yeah, she totally did threaten to murder him. So 
I mean, maybe he's weirdly into that. I don't know. But I feel like she's probably going to go next week or the week after, like one of those two. But I I like the sound of her job and I like her, you know, death-themed hobbies. I'm into that. Well, to EZR's point, let let me pose a question here. If you're really in this for love and finding a partner and having a future together and all that, and, you know, all the things they say you're supposed to be there... Why would you choose anyone other than the doctor? <laughs> well, what? does have a man wait to good partner? I mean, what, doctor is everything you're looking for. Why wouldn't you always pick the doctor, all things being equal? Oh, my gosh, Craig, because <laughs> this is the man who's supposed to provide. He's uh, not, not being the, a doctor after this. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yes, <laughs> is we are you back. You can't bring a doctor home to Eureka, Missouri. <laughs> no, you can't. They'd be like, she's gonna outsmart you someday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not. They don't even fear that she's like doctor in lingerie. That doesn't matter. She's still a woman doctor. Yeah, you know? Yeah. She, yeah, they're gonna call her a woman doctor. Yeah, she, yeah they she are. that woman doctor. <laughs> <laughs> See that new woman doctor who set up an office in town? <laughs> Isn't that the premise yeah. of... Uh, of uh, Gone Girl, like they moved. Don't they move to a small town outside St. Louis, and she goes crazy that. because there's nothing for her to do, and so she sets him up to murder, to be murdered. Spoiler alert! Well, a lot of uh, a lot of these women might be able to do that with Clayton if he wanted them to. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's the premise of Gone murder, Girl. I, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> um, we'll see, yeah, I think she's probably going to make it a few more weeks because. She's clearly cute, and she's a doctor. But I think ultimately, lady doctor, somebody like Clayton is not going to choose a doctor as a spouse because he's very traditionalist. He wants a wife who either is a stay-at-home mom or who has a job that's like not even a real job that she's willing to leave for many years at a time to be a stay-at-home mom. You know. Well, I mean, I I think honestly, honestly, I do think he would choose a woman doctor, (laughs) but. He's not going to because he's not that interested in her. Um, but in general, Craig, no, you're not going to choose. No man is going to choose based on your profession. In fact, it's a hindrance, right, to some to this kind of thinking, to this general uh-huh. bachelor thinking. Right. Okay. Um, there you answered the hypothetical question. Very good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> take it the other way. <laughs> Bachelorette and it's a male doctor. Same deal. He comes in Chippendale. No, I don't know. He comes. Well, it's true. There's been, there's been doctors. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Chippendale Joe. doctors? Been do- yeah, well, but Dr. They're, Joe. Never, they're never, they're never the bachelor dream. That's, I'm saying this is, obviously, I'm standing here as someone who is not, who I'm just observing. I'm just saying they are not, you know, put, I don't even know. I mean, I, I can only think of my only man that's coming to my head right now is Clayton. But think of Clayton. If he's on, he's a doc. He's on Michelle's season. He's a doctor. Uh-huh. Say Michelle's season, but let's say someone else's season and he's a doctor. Does he go, does he make it super far? I don't know. <laughs> I think it depends on who the lead is, because I think for Michelle, it wouldn't have mattered if he was a doctor or not. But didn't but... it matter a lot that Nate was this actually really successful guy? 
maybe it never seemed like they talked about that at all so i don't know if it mattered as much to her that like he has a good job basically um because it didn't seem like it was a factor in like all the people in her what final three had like pretty respectable jobs that make at least decent salaries so it was like nate and his like project sales business it that is the better more respectable job i mean only because okay traveling nurse recruiter that's Mm -hmm. totally i'm sure he makes money but i'm sure not as good money it doesn't sound traveling nurses make great money so i'm sure the person who recruits them makes good money right but that doesn't sound as good as nate's job and and Joe's being a, a flipper, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is We're getting off topic kind of, here. No, well, it's not, and it is. But I just think that the Nate's job was the best job out of those three, <laughs> in a way of respectability and all that stuff. Yeah, but even stuff like um, one of the people Clayton cut on night one was uh, Daria, the third year in Yale Law right. person who apparently did her undergrad in Harvard. So if you were looking for like another good job, comes from a very prestigious background. Wouldn't you be interested in her? Um, well, not because you never had a chance to talk to her and find out. <laughs> they don't talk about what they're, what they're. She never had a chance to say it, like, "Oh, I, I go to Yale and I went to Harvard." You know, we never saw it. Um, before, I mean, so back, yeah. So back to what we were saying. No, it's not about what the woman's job is, unless it's some easy to get out of job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Unless it's a job which, servicing me, then I don't want it. Yeah. It's on a career. I mean, I'm sure he does. I I actually do think he'd be respectful of someone's job, but I'm saying in general, yeah, in the I bachelor feel, world, I still think he'd want not necessarily the most prestigious job, but like one of those ones where like you could easily move to do it. Right. You know, yeah, and in the, and in another way, you know, there's lots of people that I wouldn't trust who would choose the doctor just out of them being a doctor. Lady, lady doctor and that would <laughs> raise red flags for me too like you're just See, choosing if you them. choose the doctor you get a life of you get exactly you get people like you financial security ones that scare me because you're trying and to then, live off of her right and then she's gone all the time right like 12 Jesus. hour 14 hour shifts or something yep. so great for your affairs yeah so you can have like four out of seven days a week where you don't have to like ever see her Oh my God, <laughs> Greg. Okay, before we get to the to the clear front runners, um, I'm, I don't want to answer that or talk about that. Uh, before we get to the clear front runners, I want to talk about this picture lady. I don't remember her name. She had an old hundred year old picture. She decided to oh. get his finger oils all over, which is big no no. <laughs> Directly touching the emulsion with his finger oils. Ugh. No. With all due respect to archivists, and I have a lot of respect for archivists, this picture was not in mint condition. And no, all it, needed, it wasn't. It just needed to be. All it needs to yeah. be is scanned into your computer, and then you and can do whatever you want. And put into a it. little like pouch, not like yeah, a it's got to be in like a little holder of some sort. Yeah, definitely not laminated. That's even worse. Well, but, like yeah. my my point is like this isn't of any historical value no and i mean i would hope that she had digitized it before giving it to him because he just like stuck it in his pants if it wasn't already a little like folded and creased which it looked like (laughs) it was it absolutely was going to get folded and creased in those pants pockets so i would hope that she's digitized it since it's important to her 
Right. The picture itself, the actual object has sentimental value. So I was like, don't do that, but whatever. So, but that's not even what I want to talk about. Let's listen to her uh, give him the picture. Okay. So this is my great-grandfather, Gustav Munson from Sweden. And I wanted to share it with you because there's so many little things that had to happen for them to meet. And so many little things had to happen in your life for you to be standing here today. So I actually wanted you to hold on to this for me. Oh man, a 100-year-old photo? 100 like years old. I wanted you to hold on to it as a symbol of everything in this life happens for a reason. There's a reason that you will serendipitously fall. Determinism. I, <laughs> this is another one of those what is the American culture boiled down to a few sentences type thing. It's always very me, very you centric, right? That's not how the world works. It's not about how, wow, everything that came together for me to be here and then meet you. That is not how mating and breeding (laughs) and like animal (laughs) just, you know, sex works. There's no... This is a, that always kind of blows me away that there's this backwards thinking into everything that had to happen to make me, me, me special. (laughs) Uh, And you're not part of that chain. You're the result of that chain. You're the end product where you're just a cog in the ever going, you know, if she might never breed and then she won't have kids and then what? And then you are you, and then you, you know, then you lost all, all value in this world. So I, I'm always so blown away by this very me, me, me centric, and not just that, but then fate is kind of invoked, and also a sense of, yeah, like destiny. I, <laughs> this is super emblematic to me, and this lady, I. I don't know how far she's going to go. I, I don't even know her name. I called her picture lady, but um, <laughs> I can't remember her name either. Yeah. She. Yeah, this is the this is the this is what I watch for on this show, as I've said many times now. I just thought it was so um, how come they, you know, why doesn't this stand out to people more as being weird? <laughs> it stood out to me as being weird. It does. You've. you've yeah. But do, doesn't this happen all the time and no one ever has really, like, I don't feel like it gets called out as being weird. If something happened from some other, if there was, if someone came on the show and said something akin to what I just said, look, I'm just a chain and a link and these are my grandparents. Yeah. You'd be cut immediately. A link in a chain. Yeah. I'm just a link in a chain. Yeah. And I'm just trying to <laughs> the guy would be I'm just like, trying to forge a new the link. Next link the guy would be like there's a van idling out on the street <laughs> go there now and don't come back listen Clayton if we could just go into the back real quick so we could procreate and I can make that next link I could get out of here right after that well what if, what if I said something like we're we're animals and if we happen to mate you know and and better our species line and create viable like you know what if i was speaking strictly in biological terms that would give me that kooky music 
right? Things that are absolutely 100% true. It would give me the, the yeah. dorky music. They, You'd they be would saying it to me. a raccoon in the final cut. Yeah, so. exactly. You'd yeah. be talking to like a cantaloupe <laughs> in the bushes. Yeah, but saying something that to me is off the wall weird gets the romantic sweeping music. The, wow, like this is really meaningful. I Maybe her name is Lindsay. I don't know. I'm trying to look through the pictures. There's All right, two I just looked it up. It's Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, okay, Elizabeth, real estate advisor from Highland Ranch, Colorado. 32, no wonder. She is done looking. She's like, please make me the next, <laughs> make me little links. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, my gosh. See, and that's another one. Would I really say that? I had my first kid at 31. No, this is bachelor thinking. <laughs> They have to do this now. This is not, they have to be huh. on the show now. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought was funny, speaking of age, is one of the other women, and she was cut tonight, Jane, I think is her name, told Clayton she was a cougar, and then they show her age and they right. flash it blinking. multiple times. Yeah, yeah, and it says 33, and I'm like, why are you blinking the age at us? Because she said <laughs> cougar. Yeah, yeah, she said she was a cougar, and I mean, he was like, why. you don't look that old, or whatever. And it's like, well, are you trying to tell us she's not actually 33? Like, what are you trying to say here? Um, No, they're just, I mean, she came up in a vintage car. They're trying to say she's the older one. and <laughs> Yes, but there's multiple to... women in their 30s, actually, on this, like, like, the one who gave the photograph is 32. There's at least a few others who are, like, 30, 31, 32. So 33, she might have been the oldest in this cast, but it's not like she's that much older than the right. other ones. Well, I mean, it's just kind of them. They, they can no longer do it s subtly without calling attention. So now that they're saying they're doing that same kind of, oh, this is kind of funny, but they do mean it. You know, they're trying to play it both ways. They're trying to play it like we do think it's a little bit older, but that's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We're joking about it. Therefore, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, so yeah. I don't know. It makes sense to me. <laughs> what about the woman from Lake Hollywood, California? Did you catch that? Yeah, there is no lake. <laughs> I mean, there's I a place called there's an, a lake down there. There's, There's a, a lake, lake in Hollywood behind the Hollywood so that's sign. That's not a, a town at all. It's no. not. It's well, it's part of L.A., if anything. But it's no a, one that I know would ever say they're from Lake Hollywood. Yeah. You would just it's, say you're, you're from Hollywood or the canyons or something, right? Bachelor. I mean, or Burbank or something like that. Like, that's yeah. very strange. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was weird. I was like, there's no there's an area called Lake Hollywood. I don't think there's some small town named that. No, I looked um, it up. It's. It's the lake. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of that stuff. So episode. do you think she lives in the lake or? I mean, yeah, she has I, a little glass I'm house sure she's not even from Hollywood. I think she's just lives around this little area. It's not even a neighborhood. It's not even well, like I think a, she was the real estate person, I think. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, which real estate? Woman? Maybe she'll show up on Million Dollar Listing. Kate, LA. she's 32. Oh, she's the one who works at the Oppenheim Group, where Selling Sunset is from. Uh, oh. Yeah, she's not on the show, because, you know, I also watch Selling Sunset, obviously. Um, <laughs> she's not one of, like, the real estate agents on the show, but they only show you, like, six people who work there, basically. And apparently there's much more than that at that agency who are just never right. 
they must have a separate office just for the show versus like the bigger one where more people work or something. But yes, uh, she works at the Oppenheim group, which is funny to me because it's another reality TV show location. Right. Yeah. yeah. She has a beautiful home in the Hollywood Hills is what it says, which is right. because Lake she Hollywood got a good deal on it. Mm. And um, which is very exclusive. <laughs> and, and, and can't wait to move to Eureka, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. She and absolutely is not doing that. She once went on a date with Harry Styles. <laughs> Which just seems all right. Harry Styles has been mentioned on Selling Sunset this season because what? one of the agents is like representing a house that used to belong to Harry Styles, but somebody else bought it before him. I can't remember who it is, but it's like a minor celebrity bought the house from Harry Styles and now is selling it through the Oppenheim group. And they keep on talking about Harry Styles. Like, oh, do you think Harry left anything in the house? Could we meet Harry? So everyone who works at this place is obsessed with Harry Styles. Apparently. Weird. It is weird. <laughs> of all people to be obsessed with. Okay, now front runners. Who do you got? I mean, obviously there's... Well, I can you. tell you who I like. I don't know if it's what Clayton likes. I liked uh, Tessa. Mm-hmm. And All right, which one is she? Tell me more about her. She didn't get... I don't think she was even on camera until the very end, until the rose ceremony. She was. Then she was on camera a lot saying that she she doesn't think she's going to get picked and all she's, the other women are so really, gorgeous. Really, like, scared at the end. Yeah. But, and I mean, why do you like her? At the end. I don't know. She seems... I don't know. Why do I? Why does anyone like anyone at this well, stage? Well, everything that's happened. We're basing it on the, basing it on so the absolute minimum amount of information. I know, but it's weird to like someone because they were like really desperate at the end. They were like, "Oh my god, I'm not gonna get picked." Then she gets picked last. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Craig's and, like, "I like the desperate one. She's my favorite." <laughs> well, then, Although, yes. honestly, if you're saying that, that's pretty much all of them. They're all acting like. Yeah, a little too wild, a little too desperate. I think so weird. Even during his super bland toast, I mean, I took a clip of it. We don't have to listen to it, but his toast that everyone just fell to the floor over. You know, the yes, basically what he said, and everyone thought it was the most like mind blowing thing. I uh, just this guy from a small town in Eureka, Missouri. Um, and so I am so excited to be here, so humbled. I cannot wait to get to know each and every one of you all. And we're going to have a hell of a time here. You really can find love here. And I want to get down on one knee at the end of this. Um, with that, I want to make a toast to new beginnings, drops his to stepping out of our comfort zones, to growing together. And to never losing sight of oh, <laughs> oh, that was like a studio right. audience laugh. That was yes, like only thirty people. That laughter was wild to me because they were doing it like anytime he said anything, it would be like a cacophony of laughter echoing around the room. And I'm like, he's not funny, and nothing he said was funny. <laughs> oh, I know. I had to cut some of that out because I was like, this is just he would go like flub something, and they'd be like, oh my god, Clayton. You're just yeah, the most freaking out ever lived. And it's so weird to me. Like, I think it was Elizabeth, the one who gave the photograph, who said, 
Trevor, this is after that woman, Claire, was like, I hate him. Oh, yeah. I don't like him at <laughs> all. And everyone was like so mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also very funny to me that they were just like, she, How dare she? And I was like, she, It's one less woman for you to compete with. So why are you acting insane about it? Well, um, she did suck, though, to be clear. <laughs> she did suck. <laughs> she but said, it's like, You, gonna the go Raiders. Home. That is so <laughs> probably racist, really rude. I was she like, was incredibly rude, and it was funny that, like, uh, I wrote down in my notes that I laughed really hard at one of the other women says to her, did you talk to him yet? And she goes, yeah, I hated him. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was. It's just very funny. But so the photograph woman says, uh-huh. if Clayton's not your type, there's something wrong with you. Right. And it's like, listen, Clayton's not a lot of women's type. Based right. on the strong reaction when he was named, he is not considered, you know, like... I feel like when Matt James was named, pretty much everyone was like, oh, that's an attractive man. When Clayton was named, people were like, I don't want him to be The Bachelor. Nobody was like, he's so hot, you know? Right. Well, every every woman says, like, all night was like how cute he is, but they never once said how hot he was. That's kind of telling. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe he has no sex appeal. Right. That's what I'm hearing here. Also, based on seeing his kissing style, which most of the time looked <laughs> pretty bad on screen. <laughs> uh, I think she, I think um, he is, even though I, I hear you guys, I think you guys are pretty, like, I think that's probably correct, but I think he's very sexual. He, a lot of sexual stuff kind of came out, and I'm wondering how repressed he is sexually. I'm sure he's had sex, and we know yeah. he has sex with two women. <laughs> at least and, two women. And hurts he them. at least has two women, which also makes me wonder... So I think someone who is a front runner at this point is the first impression Rose winner, Teddy the Virgin. Yeah. Right. Do we who, think she's a reluctant virgin? Yes, she does tell kind her family of. at that package in the beginning that even though she's a virgin, she is absolutely willing to go to fantasy suites if she gets that far. Yeah, because so, she decided she wanted to be a virgin too young and now she just wants to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm wondering also, like, does she make it to the top three and she's the only one he didn't sleep with because she's still a virgin and he didn't want to do it in the fantasy suites? She does say like a lot. Unrelated. Oh, my but God. I'm, I, I, like, the, like, 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 like. Every like. turning point, if she stops talking, is a like. It was <laughs> kind of out of control. And I tend to not notice, unlike Craig. But yeah. the I, I, I couldn't even cut it out because I was like, this is just a bunch of filler. This is like the word like with words around it. That's how it felt. The likes were <laughs> way up and the rest of the sentence was like down here somewhere. It was yeah. strange. It was strange to the point where I'm like, hasn't anyone stopped you from speaking <laughs> and said, stop. Stop saying like, stop. like yeah, that's a job well, of like a parent is to like, the mom can you stop like saying like. It? Yeah, the mom looks like she speaks the exact same way. They were both, the, and the sister doesn't. The mom was very like, <laughs> like they had that. They definitely had that low, that pushed down tone, right? The vocal right. fryish style. But then there was the, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even imitate it if I tried because I'm scared of falling into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you both agree that Teddy is one of the front runners right now? Oh yeah, she well, is. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, other than than the fact that he gave her the first impression, Rose. Yes, she walked in. 
he turned around and tried to make it about everyone. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, how am I going to decide? Oh, my God. And then he walked in mid uh, roast, <laughs> mid introductions, I feel, like just to look at her. That's how it looked to me. He said at least twice in this episode that they showed us, Teddy makes me feel some type of way. So yeah, which is a little bit. Like, uh, you got a vibe happening. Oh, hang on. I I know this. I'll look it up. She Shoot. kind of acted like she was very interested in him too, though, to be right. fair. It's not a it's not a sometimes you do feel like it's a one-way street. The 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 first impression rose is kind of um Highland, California, which I don't know where that is. Highland, California. Yeah. Probably some like desert town or something. Highland. Um, California. Uh, oh, it's just next to Redlands. Well, there's a town. <laughs> so, Inland Empire. Yeah. They have a new train that goes to Redlands. Mm-hmm. Like you, um, can, you can hook up, uh, you go to Santa Barbara on the Metrolink, and then you can hook up to another train, which takes you to Redlands. Okay. And then what? And then what do you uh, do there? <laughs> what don't you do there? What do you do there? I don't know. Exactly. Find something to do. No, there's a, no. There's casinos. There's a casino up in the mountains. Not yeah, probably, probably in Highland. The train always drops you off in the most nowhere part, and you're like, "What is going on?" Well, then you walk. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's Dude, why I wear pants so that you can go through water. With. You do not walk. You do not. You. I do. Have I used. Been... I used to be a lot more. Before yeah, but I you have pandemic. not done that. Every time I look at the Metrolink stops, I'm like, oh, the only place I want to go is where I already live. So, okay. Um, Once I walked the entire length of Wall Street. This this is not what I'm saying. I'm saying LA. you would not just go to Redlands and get off and walk. No, I would. There's nothing I to do that. there. I did but, with Palmdale. I was there's like, nothing I took to the Metrolink there. to Palmdale and I just was walked that, around all day. Do? I don't know. Okay. Took pictures. And then what? Put them on Facebook. From on Flickr. Okay. No, that that's my shtick. I don't want to get into a big argument about this, but my thing for a long time was taking trains to their terminus and then walking around. I actually have done that too. And I realized, oh, what is the point of being here right now? There's nothing to do. I've done it's that. It's just to experience how other people live. That's, how, that's not experiencing how other people live. I mean, it's, a, bit it? voy- it's a little bit voyeurism, true, mm-hmm. but... It's better than not going. Okay. Um, I mean, just got, I, I used to live in Iowa. On those failed so I, I'm all about going to places that people don't go to okay. and see what life is like there. I've just been to too many of those, like I said, like failed adventures. Where I'm like, oh, this is not even as fun as I thought it was going to be, especially not by myself. Um, see, I, I wouldn't see that as failed, even if it was, even if it was difficult, like mm. the it's weather was the, bad or there's yeah. nothing to do. Um, anyway. Anyway, yeah, let's return to front-running women that we think, because hmm. uh, I have another one in mind. Genevieve. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one Genevieve is. Hang on. Black she's, hair, bartender. Yeah. Bartender from LA. Oh. From Massachusetts. Oh, she's a okay. Jewish Massachusetts. I think yeah, she, she looks, currently says LA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, I think that she is going to make it at least halfway through, but who we know for sure makes it to the top three because they literally show her face in the previews is Sarah. Yeah, and Genevieve. Genevieve is, is one of the... Genevieve? Yeah, it's one of the... She's one of the two that's standing there when he t- 
does his little thing. No, I don't but, think but she is. You guys really believe the thing? I think they're on a two-on-one date. But there's okay, nothing as two-on-one dates anymore. I um, think it's a two-on-one date. I think they're bringing it back. No, it looks like it's a rose ceremony. Because two-on-one yeah. dates like a rose only ceremony happen in the, in the, in the like, fourth. In sort of a weird location. But, yeah, it's Sarah's face is shown multiple times. And she's crying and saying, like, I literally can't believe he said he's in love with both of us. So I think she's definitely one of the women from that scene. Because I don't know where else that would come up. Well, yeah. Unless he says it to like eight women this season. And then then who knows? Yeah, who knows? I don't, I like I said, I don't trust the previews. And I don't want to know anyway. Because I want to see these things. Like, like exactly like we're talking about with the picture lady. I don't want these things, you know, to make sense backwards. I want these things to make sense as they're unfolding. Um, All right, I get you. You don't want to know the winner, basically, or the top few. I don't want to know they're trying to make us see them. Right. There's might be a reason for that. They want to convince us of something early on, and I like to see it as it happens. If that scene is to be believed, that they keep on showing, he is only talking to two women of the possible top three, so they're not showing you the other one ever. Uh, which makes me believe whichever one isn't being shown is the one that actually wins. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> they don't want you to see, like, her face or her hair color or anything like that. Yeah. But we know Sarah makes it far, uh, who I think is interesting, and I don't know if she's going to make it very far. She didn't get very much screen time in this episode. But she is interesting because she has dated two other Bachelor people before. Oh, really? Uh, Gabby has dated Dean Unglert and Blake Corsman. Oh, this is Gabby. Okay, mm. someone else. She Gabby is dated, a different person. She dated Dean? Your Dean? Yep. <laughs> and, who, and who else? And Blake Horstman. Oh, okay. Everyone's dated that guy, though, apparently. Yeah. Dated. <laughs> apparently, she dated, dated them both met in college. Stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Well, with Dean, it was a real relationship that lasted for years, and he has previously said to people that she was one of the loves of his life. Wow. And how did how is she in the Bachelor world? She's just in the Bachelor world because she dated them? She... I don't know. Like, he gave an interview about this saying the producers talked to him to be like, hey, you know Gabby. We're thinking of casting her. What do you think about it? And he basically said he thinks it's a great idea. They're still on good terms. He thinks she's amazing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't know if she got into this specifically because she just has dated multiple other people. What is interesting to me is when her hair is down, she kind of looks like Kaylin Miller Keys. She does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she does. Which so one? Like, what's I'm, her, I'm looking what's at her, her on the ABC bio is the only way I know. Yes. What's her job in about. hometown? I see you nurse. Oh. And she's Colorado. from like Denver. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She's she's thirty, guys. Clock she is thirty. Ticking. I'm just. But this is Genevieve not me talking. Is this that, is the Bachelor in talking. That feature package. She is in there. Okay. Well, she, she's wearing really bad fake eyelashes, and she's the one yes. that says that. I so can't we'll believe know this. She makes it somewhat of some of the way through, at least. I think Gabby is going to be at least part way through this season, just because of her her ties to other Bachelor people. Well, they'll probably make her one of the darlings. I mean, see. That's, that's going to be the one that looks like. Uh, that's someone I'm going to watch out for. Hannah Brown. What? Who, who's the oh, one that that's like a Brown? Susie. Yeah, Susie Sus- she's going to be the one that they make out to be like a darling. She's going to go far, I think. Yeah. 
know Susie. Um, so Susie is a, she was a former Miss Virginia who <laughs> moved okay. to Japan for a while and says the culture there really changed her life. Yeah, that's when she started doing jujitsu. Yeah, she's a jujitsu champion, apparently. <laughs> And also a wedding photographer. That's her job. So I love how she was like, and then I moved back to the United States and competed in Miss USA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything about it was like wild. It was like, well, you're, uh, you know, there's a lot of content there. I'll give her that. It's <laughs> funny. Okay, I am watching. See, I love knowing that kind of stuff because I don't care about the love story as much as I do about someone like Gabby, who has deep connections. Anything that the bachelor wants to play, like let's let's just say she wanted to be difficult with producers, which she, whatever I don't know what that means, but let's just say she is considered difficult. She could get someone like as powerful as Dean to people to clean her right up, right? To have to do a whole media blitz against them. I'm always so mm -hmm. interested in these like very powerful people that end up being powerful, but in this case kind of start off with a lot on their side uh well it's no accident yeah. that she dated two people from no it's not they, she they, goes they, after them as they as well they this is before they were ever on the show craig so right, right so but, she didn't know that they would be bachelor people when she dated them but she might have though we don't know that we don't know the timing we do know the timing she dated them both in college well that could mean anything She's, Dean went to college. And she's a nice senior. <laughs> well, I guess she was in college for sure. Okay. Uh, yes. So all we know about the Dean relationship is he said it lasted for years. She was in college at the time. Not sure what he was doing. And that Blake said they were hanging out for roughly six months while he was in college. So this <laughs> did happen probably about a decade ago. Okay. So strange. <laughs> so strange. But it still is the... The, uh, I they they kind of half explained it to us when Matt was chosen as the bachelor that the reason they chose him because they obviously had no viable group like there's no viable black men to pick from from the show is kind of what they were implying um, was because he was already in the bachelor world and the way they get new contestants a lot of the time is by asking former contestants to bring in their friends or people they know. Mm -hmm. So it's all of these people live across the country and somehow they know each other from way before. This is that is very strange story, Caitlin. Like, it's not you, but that's a very yeah. strange story that she coincidentally <laughs> dated two bachelor people. We're not saying you're lying, Caitlin, but but I, kinda... I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to go look up Dean's interview about it right now. Hang on. Gabby, the bachelor. Uh, because he literally did do an interview about her. So Gabby Windy is Windy. her name. Gabby Windy. That's a lot of yep. E's at the end of names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Us Magazine has a feature saying, Gabby Windy, five things to know about The Bachelor season 26 contestant who dated Dean Ungler and Blake ah, Horseman. And then they show you, you pictures of all I of them. I know that they did. I'm saying that it's fishy. Scrolling. <laughs> okay, so Blake Horseman revealed in October that he dated the 30-year-old Colorado nurse in the past after she dated Dean Ungler. So Blake is second on this list. 
Um, we like the same girls, man, said Blake. I didn't know Dean until like obviously 2018, but Gabby was a good friend of one of my very good friends from college. She was roommates. Uh, I met Gabby long before I was on The Bachelorette. Like I want to say maybe 2015 or 2016. We hung out for a little bit, so I know her very well. And Dean, I don't know how it came up, but one time me and Dean were sitting there. I think we were in Buffalo and he mentioned Gabby. And I was like, how do you know Gabby? And he was like, dude, she was like my girl in college. You know, we were in love and blah, blah. (laughs) So, yeah. And then Blake goes on to say he dated Gabby for a couple of months, I guess roughly around 2015 or 2016. So prior to that, she dated Dean. I mean, I think she's on the show because she dated these two guys. Like they were like, put Gabby on the show, you know? Yeah. But I don't think it's a conspiracy that she dated these two men. Well, no, I'm not saying it's She dated cons- Dean well before he was out on the show. And I think she also dated. If Blake I was a woman, I would totally like choose a reality show and then just <laughs> date people from that show. Yes. But would you know to date the people who would someday go on to be on the show? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you're dating that, maybe- that type. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not as fishy in that. Like, Dean is so handsome. If you were oh going to date, like, you would go for no. a handsome. No, Why wait, not? Did, did you just say Dean was so handsome? Yes, she's Dean is incredibly <laughs> handsome. Boo. Boo. Podcast over. I'm sorry. I, we you can't know do this, this anymore. And it's so, so not okay. Listen, you know He's the, the man I love in Bachelor Nation. I like Dean and I like Martin from Michelle's season. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the last podcast episode of The Bachelor Masters. Um, Sorry about I, that. I, I, I get liking the wrong type, believe me. Um, but I I can't. I, no, I'm not saying it's fishy. I'm not saying. I mean, I am saying it's fishy. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, though. What I'm saying is that how is this like these are not the you know you know you tell me okay there's a bodybuilding community out there and this guy from montana knows this girl from florida okay that makes sense to me but these are just i mean averagely good looking people know each other don't you think (laughs) this is not these are not (laughs) i i I know them from the good looking people scene that we're both in that's what it seems like you know oh this is this and it's not like anything else binds them. It's not like they all really like or really do this one thing. You know, they're not all fans of, <laughs> I think of the worst bands I've ever thought. I'm like, oh, the, the Imagine Dragons, Sticks. <laughs> they're not. They, just, they have nothing in common except they're all good looking of a certain age range, kind of. Not really. Not even that anymore, right? You got your... 19 year olds and you got your 35 year old so anyways okay i just think it's how a little many bit people's lives are changed how many lives are rearranged living strange oh my god where were you when we were getting high why would that even remind you of that song um no, that's by uh who uh that's champagne supernova by <laughs> greg Classic. what's the name of the band from Britain? oh they're called oh, mirage don't caitlin <laughs> They're called Mirage. <laughs> Football cream. Um, okay, anyone else a fall? Oasis. That's it. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Craig, I literally said that like 60 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another person I think we should keep an eye on. I do not know if she's a front runner per se, but I think she's on track to be a villain this season. Ooh, I love and that's 
Shanae from the small town in Ohio, Sycamore, Ohio. Definitely does not live in that small town anymore. She probably doesn't, but she gives me villain vibes for sure. And I do love her little ABC bio, like under the fun facts. Her last fun fact is Shanae is not interested in dating a man who performs magic. Oh my God. All right. She's the opposite (laughs) of me. That is... I love magic. Uh, I just think it's so funny that, like, that's a fun fact. Like, oh at some God. point, she was like, I hate magicians. They are not attractive to me, you know? <laughs> Do you watch that show, uh, Fool Us, with Penn and Teller? Me? I've seen it. Oh, okay. You'd probably like it a lot. It's good. Are you talking to me? Yeah. No, I've I've seen it, and it's okay. I don't love magic on TV. I love magic in real life. That's why I would be interested. Uh-huh. And also, she is the opposite of me. She loves Christmas so much that she keeps our tree up all year round. Yep. Oh, I would walk yep. out of her house. I hate her. I hate her. You want to hear person, a funny story? I just, I think she's going to be a villain. She gives me the vibes. And it's her. She's the one, Craig, that says recruiter. No uh, other description. Well, in Ohio, yep. they only have, rec- there's no executive recruiters or corporate recruiters. There's just recruiters. Oh, of any job. It's like <laughs> a Ohio. temp agency. Well, there's, the economy's not rolling enough to have, they don't have sky rises. And- <laughs> Craig, she definitely does not live in her small town, first off. <laughs> definitely does not. Yeah. She's, she looks like she's trying to be an influencer. Um, yeah. Okay, what was your fun, what was the thing that was Oh. I went to I went to Vegas once and we went to the Penn and Teller show at the Rio. You with me so far? Yes. Okay. Our seats were so bad. Our seats were all the way at the front, all the way to the side. So they were like horrible seats. You had to look at you had to like bend your neck and look at an angle to see anything that was going on on the stage, which was way up and to the right. They were so bad that their big magic act they're big it's always been their uh finisher finisher yeah is the magic bullet where mm-hmm. they shoot a bullet and then you wonder how they catch it i saw the handoff because our seats were so bad i saw them flip flip the bullet from one hand to the other as they were walking by each other because the angle because we could almost like see behind them our seats were so bad so there you go uh, mm. wow <laughs> <laughs> anything else <laughs> uh, another front runner to keep your eye on at least so far from what i can tell is serene uh-huh. she's the elementary school teacher from oklahoma city right uh-huh uh i guess i mean i didn't i know you're talking about but i didn't see anything what made you think she was a front runner i don't know there's something just about her that i feel like she's gonna get attention She's going to make it several episodes, at least. There's something going on there. Also, she has a cat named Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Back when that was a trend to yeah. do that. That's how you know so, name things. Just something to say. I mean, there's also a possibility she could end up being a villain, too. But mm. an elementary she's gonna school get teacher time. from Oklahoma? No, she can't be a villain. <laughs> She's going to get screen time is all I'm saying. She is going to be featured on this show. Yes. Okay. I can get by that. But I don't know if she's, I didn't see the sparks I saw. I mean, the, that aviation person, apparently anyone who had kind of an intro package. Except for the aviation person. She was, she has, she's going to make it for a while. Yeah. 
She has weird. Yeah. Oh, what's her name again? Hang on, I'm looking. Her name is not Hunter, which is oh, that's the person the from Charlotte. Yeah, which I know um, is Charlotte, Carolina, since I used to live down there. Uh, she Rachel. is yes, Rachel, because the the accidental, not the purposeful, not product yes. placement, but commercial for the AARP Bachelor. Uh, yes. Put in. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> what is that's funny? Mm. Rachel once organized a flash mob in high school. Um, <laughs> her eyebrows really threw me off, though. I kept looking at them, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> she has kind oh, of a, a permanently surprised eyebrow thing that's purposefully mm. put. So She's like, kind of a like a pulled back look. And I was like, stop it. Stop doing that. Uh, I don't know if you see, and this is what's confusing is how moldable is this man? Is he really interested in her? Because he acted like he was, and then he wasn't right. So I don't know what's going on half the time. I think he's extremely moldable. I think that watching this show, all I can tell you for sure is he likes Teddy. Everyone else I think he could be convinced to like pretty much anyone by like a producer coming up to him being like, what about Cassidy? She seems cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I feel like he'd be like, maybe I'm into her now. He seems like he's very malleable. Yeah. And especially that, that Sally cut. Like I did think he was, I think they would make sense together and he did seem interested in her. Uh, but then, of course, when she left, he did kind of make it all about him. He's like, I'm getting rejected <laughs> on my first row. Not, dang, yeah. well, it kind of sucks. This would have been her wedding, you know, her honeymoon. That's weird. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, or not even like, that kind of sucks. I would have liked to get to know her more or something like that. It was oh. more like, I've been rejected. Yeah, I would have been like, that is really weird that she would have almost been married in some parallel <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have been weirded out with the situation more than I would have been thinking about my rejection or her leaving. It's just like that is strange. You should not have done anything. Well, anyway. instead of just sitting yeah. there and being like, "Are you sure you want to leave?" And maybe you can, you know, rethink this and stay. He goes and gets a rose. I think <laughs> that's comes... that's a good move. If <laughs> no, it's not really. she had stayed, if she had stayed, it would have been a good move. But it also would have put a target on her back. Yeah, uh, night one, which is not good because then. You're not allowed to see him. It's like, yeah. where? She saw him before introductions. She actually touched him. Um, anything <laughs> else? They did touch. It was weird. Are we doing fashion or are we letting that go this week? Uh, I mean, there's not that much that I wrote down. And uh, Do you have stuff on fashion, Craig? Only that uh, Clayton was wearing. Well, how many girls <laughs> call him Clayton? Clayton. The, the, there's so many girls they, they admit the T like Clayton Clayton yeah that's the way you uh, call it say it not Maryland well it's sort of southern <laughs> Clayton you know like I would say Clayton so you can hear the T a little bit not Clayton, Clayton. Um, anyway he was wearing a blue a blue jacket and pants with blue tie which I thought was a bit generic for his I mean, one outfit everything like about blue. him is generic though I mean, I like it's not like I don't like blue. blue. It's just everything was the same. There was no style to it. It was just plain. Well, it, so, so it's wait like a Mervyn's minute. So special. Th- th- this reminds me because on, <laughs> on Hulu, 
they tend to put the little, you know, picture of what you're watching to be the actual person. Except for Clayton season. It's just from the collarbone to the upper torso, a picture of a tuxedo, a black tuxedo. So you can't tell <laughs> who it is. Obviously symbolizing Clayton. Um, but that blue tuxedo was kind of rad. I, I like that. Right. I like that it's a weirdish choice. Right. Looks Makes like sense. a better, like if they did, you know, remember in Pee Wee's Big Adventure where they did uh, <laughs> like a dramatic movie with Morgan Fairchild and like um, uh, no. Josh Brolin, right? Of Pee Wee's Adventure. Huh? This reminds okay. Oh, Craig. Okay, everybody. Favorite movie of all time. <laughs> In Pee-wee's Big Adventure, he has a big adventure, right? He's a jokey little man. We don't really know him. He's just a weirdo. I don't know how to describe Pee-wee. But then, at the end of the movie, they take his... The actual things that happen in the movie and make, like, a Texas Walker Ranger version with Josh Brolin and Morgan Fairchild. And he, instead uh, of a bike, he has a motorcycle. This, this tuxedo reminded me if they made Dumb and Dumber into like a like a hunky version, he'd be wearing that blue tuxedo. Okay, and <laughs> I do know who Pee Wee is because Pee Wee's Christmas special is like one of the most surreal things you can watch on TV. It's amazing. Surreal? Are you using that correctly? I'm using it correctly. You have to watch it. <laughs> I've seen it. I love Pee Wee. Like he goes outside and it's like this set of fake snow, and then all these guests show up out of nowhere. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I love people. And the, and the penguins. Remember the penguins? Okay. Um, Caitlin, fashion. All I wrote down here is a lot of sequins. Gold yeah. is a very popular color this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kira the doctor wore lingerie under a doctor coat. Um, yeah, not much else. Okay. Oh, I did have a note about the previous fashion, which is that in the previews, Clayton wears the largest coat I've ever seen on a person. Oh, yeah, when he yells, when he grunts <laughs> that he's falling in love. Yes, yeah. and it's just the coat is so big. But yeah, he's a he big dude. So then he, he is a wearing... big dude, so he's got to wear a big coat, but it just was, like, so comically large to me that I was like, that's a massive coat. Uh, yeah. And also they have set up in the previews what I believe is going to be the fence jump moment for this season, which is when Clayton cries, I'm so broken. Yeah. I think the fence jump is the two women. Yeah. About this. Because <laughs> if, 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 they, two women. if they keep pushing oh it, my God. we hope yeah. something is not as straightforward as that is. I mean, yeah. if they do, I don't like yeah. when they do that. When they just show you what it is. Normally, they'll try to... You know, they're showing you a piece of something that's a much, that's mm -hmm. a much bigger value. Yes, like the fence jump thing. was good because you see him jumping the fence, but then you have to wonder the whole season what is going on there, what makes him jump this fence. So hopefully, there's something more to these clips mm -hmm. that we keep on seeing because, I mean, in and of itself, it is kind of, I don't know, it's funny to me that there's a whole setup where he has to tell two women. He's in love with both of them, and he's been intimate with both of them. Like, Clayton, why would you say this? What are you right. doing, buddy? But presumably there's something that leads to this moment. Right. Yep. That's okay. all. We did it. <laughs> Yay. 
Yeah. Um, so the women are going to be fighting in the next yes. few episodes. We can see that. Yeah, that was great when they were like, cheers to the greatest, friendliest, most supportive <laughs> group of women ever. And then they're like, oh. yeah, bravo cut to, yes. you suck ass, I hate you. Yeah, you like, suck keep ass. my name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you speak my name? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was good. Did you see, though, Ezra, they did a straight up Bravo flashback when Claire was being that confronted. Was... And she's like, I would never say I hate you. And then they what? show her, they cut to her saying, I no? hate him. They didn't do that. Yeah, they did. My my device did not show me that. Clayton, Clayton is out. confronting Claire. They're sitting down and he goes, yeah. I've heard that you said some things about me like, I know I exactly you. what scene like, you're talking about. And she goes, I would never say I hate him. I never, yeah. I don't hate anyone. And then they cut very quickly to her saying, I hate him. Whoa. Maybe I should rewind. Back. Maybe they cut it out for Hulu. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, like a straight up Bravo. Cut, cut uh, she, the lady was clearly drunk, but I still, <laughs> and she was obviously rejected, right? She oh. had, not only are you, oh, there's nothing worse. And something bad happening to you when you're drinking or something that mm-hmm. throws you off because then you are in emotional hell. And I think that's what happened. And there's cameras there. That's got to suck. Right. I wonder what her life is like today. <laughs> today is specifically today. She's um, a single mom, BTW, which is well, also just, yeah. So she never gets to drink. So that's probably, she's like, finally, no kids hanging out. <laughs> I get to go to a tailgate with no kids. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's all. See you next week.